Here we are. We are back. This is the first show of 2020. This is the working title show with Zach Sams. I am great. I am. Uh, I am grateful to be back. It's uh, you know 2019 was an exciting year, and we're uh, you know we're really looking forward here at the working title show to 2020. Always with me, Trey. What's going on, Trey? How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I am good, and I'm a little out of my element, Trey. I got to tell you, uh, there is a screen looking at me. My wife tells me all the time that I just look in the mirror all the time, which I totally don't believe her sure. at all. Sure. But um, now I'm now I'm starting to to uh, revisit that with this uh, with this TV here. So we're in a new studio. Uh, it's awesome, but I got to get used to it. I can't lean anymore. I mean, everything's kind of messed up, Trey. Yeah, they're, they're really handcuffing you with the lean, I can tell. Yeah, I think this whole studio move was about that. I'm sure it was. <laughs> that, was that was the whole master plan. That was it. That was it. But, uh, hey, it's really, really nice, so I'm excited. And uh, I'm excited for our show today. We have a uh, we have a great guest. We're actually going to do something a little bit different today than we normally do. Normally, the working title show is all you, you know, regular listeners go, all the millions of you out there. Uh, you know, we're normally talking about the DFW economy, specifically the real estate economy and uh, and what that's all about and how, how strong it's been for the last several years and it keeps going. And, you know, we don't like bad news. If you want to listen to bad news, turn on CNN or one of the uh, one of the other networks. But we like to talk about positive things, what's working in our economy, what's working in business and in the state. And so um, but today. Um, we have a special guest. His name is Michael Faulkner. He's a friend of mine, and uh, he is he's a husband and father in Grapevine, Texas, works in the software business, and Michael's going to be starting his own podcast, and so we wanted to bring him on and kind of talk about this podcast that he's going to be doing. I think it's really exciting, and so, Michael, I am glad to have you here, man. Well, thanks Welcome. for having me here, Zach. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, absolutely. I am, too. I am, too. So, um, you know, just a, for a little bit of, you know, for a little bit of clarity, so I met Michael recently, and it's kind of a funny story. Um, his brother is a client of mine, Chris Faulkner, and uh, Chris has a great company called CAF, uh, companies, they're a multifamily investment group, and uh, if you're out there in the real estate world and and you know wanting to get in touch with some great multifamily people, check out CAF Companies, and uh, you can find them on the website cafcompanies.com. But uh, the point is, is uh, it was actually over Christmas, wasn't it? It was. Yes. It was. I think it was actually on Christmas Day. Actually, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Still feel a little bad about I'm that. I'm like trying to open presents, <laughs> and then I'm, I, you know, I get a text, but I'm just kidding. But uh, so I'm not kidding about Christmas Day. It was yeah. Christmas Day, but I get a text from Chris, your brother. Yeah. And um, I think I think you were even on the text, and he said, "I want you to meet my brother Michael. He's thinking about doing a podcast. Right. You know, yada yada yada." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And so then I come to find out later that actually when we met, you know, a month or so ago, or a couple weeks ago. Uh, you told me that your brother said that I was like the Jedi master expert of podcasts. Something along those lines. Yeah, which, I think Guru um, also made into the equation, yes. <laughs> absolutely. And Trey's belly laughing back there because uh, there nothing could be more further from the truth <laughs> than me being a podcast expert. Luckily, um, you know, I've got this great studio. 
great producer Trey and a great uh, company in Real News uh, Communications Network or Public Relations. What are we? What are we? The Communications Network here, we're, right? We're Trey? Very close. Yeah, yeah. It's Real News Communications Network. I kind of jacked that all up, but <laughs> Real News PR, and in, then we do the, the podcast on Real News on. Communication Network. So, um, thankfully for them. I look like an expert, I guess, a little bit. I still think that's a stretch, but anyways. Well, at least um, you came off that way to my brother, so. Yeah, yeah, that was, that. that's the whole goal, to fool Chris, that, you know, and he hasn't even been on the podcast, so I'm not sure where he got this from, but we're going to have to bring him on next. I'll have to ask. Yeah, absolutely. So, Michael, um, welcome, and uh, so you're going to be starting your own podcast, and we talked the other day about kind of what that is, and the point of today is we just kind of want to talk about that and get... You know, give you an opportunity to you know feel this podcast atmosphere and uh, kind of see if we can get a little promote going on what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, so, wonderful. I appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, about you and kind of where this podcast idea came from? Yeah, you bet. I appreciate it. So. Um, I grew up here in the North Dallas area, and Chris is my, uh, I like to say my little brother, but he's really not. He's, he's my big brother, but my younger brother. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, and I mean that with love, Chris, so please don't get mad. Um, but anyway, so we grew up here in North Dallas, and, and you know, what I want to do is, is start a podcast that's completely different than, than what your audience might be used to as it relates to business. Um, for sure. me, it's really wanting to talk about my biggest passion, which is my faith. And um, we, we grew up in a Christian home and, and you know, we all take our, fa- our faith very seriously. I have sure. three brothers. We yep. all live here in the Dallas area. But um, it's actually one of the ways I uh, you know, got to know Chris and their company was uh, uh, through Trent, who's a very faithful, yeah, yeah. faithful uh, follower of Jesus. And uh, it was through that relationship and, and us talking, you know, just really first meeting and talking about the Lord yeah. um, that, you know, came to us, you know, working together, meeting Chris and, you know, Chris, uh, as you know, your brother is a very faithful man as well. And so it's, uh, it's cool how it all worked out. Those two guys are not bashful about their faith. That is, that is certain. So, um, about a year ago, Chris and I were, uh, we're actually hunting together. It was a marathon hunt trip. I'll have to tell you about some other time, but, uh, I think I heard about this. Did did I tell you? Okay. Yeah. And uh, we're having dinner and we're just chatting about, you know, different things and, and somehow it led toward talk around the Bible and and uh, again I don't remember exactly what spearheaded it but I, I remember just saying you know there might be a different angle on on that part of scripture and he said well, what do you mean so I started to elaborate mm-hmm. and about 30 minutes later he was just sitting there with you know eyes bugged out and he goes man you got to start a YouTube channel your passion about this topic is unbelievable. And, and uh, obviously we're not starting a YouTube channel, at least not yet, but uh, that was a year ago. And yep. then over Christmas, on Christmas day, we were, uh, we were celebrating as a family and he asked me, well, you know, what's the latest? And I said, eh. you know, I've been doing some research, thinking mm-hmm. about going to the ministry, not real sure. Yep. Um, and that was when he said, I've got it. You need to talk to Zach Sams. And, uh, <laughs> and here we are today. That's so, greatness. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, um, you know, I know, I know from our last talk, you have a strong faith in, in your Lord and Savior, Jesus. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, we talked about the concept of your show the other day a little bit, and I, it really intrigued me. Um, and, I'll, and I'll just use this as an example. I mean, and, and correct me where I'm wrong here, but you kind of wanted to talk about, you know, some of the maybe the misconceptions that people might have in Scripture or that um, what some of us think that we know right. might not be that accurate or uh, or wrong 
mm-hmm. maybe for that matter. And uh, so, which I found out real quick and just chatting with you that I had some things wrong. So in the example you used uh, with me was the three wise men, right? right? And uh, which, you know, I, you know, we still hadn't taken our nativity scene down, you know, it's only, <laughs> you know, it's just February. Right. So, you know, I looked over and all three wise men were there at the nativity scene. So that's where they were. But come to find out, at least according to... Uh, to you was the three wise men weren't there and it was three, two years later that when they actually saw Jesus? Right, they actually probably belong in another bedroom if you want to have an accurate nativity scene. Right, okay. uh, <laughs> No, that's, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's a common misconception that uh, you know, when, when you ask somebody, well, how many, you know, how many wise men were at the, at the uh, manger? Yeah. Everyone says three. Yeah, number three one. wise men. There's like a song about it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then... And, there are two problems with that. Number one, we don't know if it was three. It might have been two. It might have been 20. And mm-hmm. it, it, But what we know is wise men came and they brought three gifts. But what we also learn is that they came to Jesus' house when he was a child. And we know that King Herod killed tw- uh, b- babies throughout the land that were two years and younger. Mm-hmm. So the reality is the wise men showed up much later after Jesus' birth. Now, who did show up that night was the shepherds. Right. The point of all this isn't to split hairs. The point sure. is that... When we sit in church on Sunday mornings or when we read scripture, we oftentimes either hear the message or read scripture the way that we've been programmed to read it and hear it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm right. listening to a preacher talk, oftentimes I can complete the sentence before he before he does. Right. Because I've heard it so many times. And well, I right. think they're we not all writing that. new chapters of the Bible. No, they're right? not. So they're yeah, not. Kind of regurgitating some exactly. of them. Exactly. But uh, I think that's and one so, of the great things about it, though, is you can read it over and over. You can. Yeah. And, and you know, tradition, I think, is such that, that people are certain that things happened a certain way. But if you go back and you really read the scripture, what you realize is there might be a slight variation to what you originally thought. For example, right. um, if I were to ask most people what day was Jesus crucified? What kind of answer do you think I'd get? Uh, on Good Friday? Good Friday is what we celebrate. Yeah. You're exactly right. Jesus also said that he would be buried in, in the ground for three days yeah. and three nights. Right. What day do you think that Jesus rose from the dead? Well, on Easter, on Sunday. On Sunday morning. Yeah. So you have Friday night, best case scenario, all day Saturday, Saturday night, and maybe Sunday morning. Right. So best case scenario, you're looking at two days, two nights. Yeah. But Jesus said it would be three days and three nights. No matter how you do the math, you can't come up with three days and three nights. But what people don't realize is if you were to start at the resurrection and work backwards, you find out that there was a Jewish feast that occurred earlier that week. And that Jewish feast has a Sabbath day tied to it. That was Passover, right? Um, it's actually the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But yes, it is connected to the Passover. Oh, right. Yeah. And if you look at Exodus, Exodus, God says, keep my Sabbaths plural. So the problem we have is that people assume that because Jesus had to come off the cross before the Sabbath, that it had to be Friday evening. The reality is the Sabbath that took place, that was tied to the Feast of Unleavened Bread occurred earlier in the week. When you look at it on that day, you actually get very clean numbers, three days, three nights, just like Jesus had prophesied in advance. Interesting. Interesting. So how, um, so, you know, one thing that we talked about the other day was, you know, growing up in this area. Uh, you know, specifically the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. as you will. Um, do you find it more? Um, do you find more people are? You know, because I think I told you. You know, I grew up. I grew up in church. I grew up Episcopal Church every Sunday. Never wanted to go. My dad would be like, "You can give an hour to God on Sunday," and I was right. like, you know, I'm like ten. I'm like, ah, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I went, and but you know, I could have, you know. 
recited the Nicene Creed, yeah, right? Right. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, a couple other, you know, many other things, especially the Book of Common Prayer that we followed in the Episcopal Church. You know, I could rattle off pretty much everything that we could. But I told you the other day that it wasn't until late, later in my 20s that I actually really heard the gospel. Right. And then, you know, actually chose to be baptized myself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, you know, all of us running around that grew up here, you know, you know, went with our parents to church, heard everything, but didn't really hear everything. Do we find more con- misconceptions in those types of environments than than others? And, and honestly, that's where my passion comes from. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, I have three boys. They're yep. 21, 18, and 12. And my fear is that one day their faith might be shaken the way mine was shaken when I was in my 20s. Sure. Not because they're on an unstable faith, but because they might not know some of the details behind what they believe. I mean, using an example of what I just talked about, if someone were to, to challenge their faith and say, well, you know, you're saying that, um, you know, that, that Jesus was, was crucified on Friday, do the math. Yeah. You only come up with two days. So what else did your parents lie to you about? Yeah, you know, sure. and that's, that's a challenge. That's a problem. When I was in my 20s, uh, I was working in a software company, and, and we had a gentleman who worked there who was of a different faith than mine, yep. and he was a very quiet guy. So um, I had heard that his faith did not celebrate birthdays or holidays, and so as I'm heading out the door for Christmas, I'm thinking, he's quiet. I'm going to ask him real quick why he doesn't celebrate Christmas. I'll be out of here in five minutes. And he said, hey, buddy, uh, you know, have a great break. And uh, just curious, I heard that you don't celebrate Christmas, just wondering why. I walked out of here, and this is in my 20s, okay? I've been a Christian at this point for easily 15, 16 years. Right. And and I walked out of his office two hours later with my faith shaken to the core. Oh, man. I honestly thought I had believed a lie. And I spent that entire following week pouring into scripture and trying to get answers to these questions that he had raised, these doubts he had created, and even other doubts that were created that he didn't specifically create. Mm -hmm. And what I walked away from, or walked away with after that one week, was a much stronger understanding of what I believe, a more solid foundation than I had before, and an incredible passion to really not only understand scripture, but to understand the God of the scriptures, Mm -hmm. the God who has saved me through his son, Jesus, to really know who he is as much as I possibly can. Uh, That's interesting. So do you see maybe your podcast being a conduit to, um, you know, one way for you to, you know, outwardly share your faith, but also maybe a way for, you know, to create an avenue or a venue for, you know, other people to share thoughts around some of these misconceptions or to give somebody a, maybe a resource to go to? You know, I, I do imagine it goes that way. I, I don't know um, what I, how I want it to play out, but I would imagine people are going to have thoughts and feedback. And, and I'm not seminary trained. I just happen to be passionate about sure. scripture. Uh, I happen to spend as much time as I can understanding and analyzing and reading scripture and praying about it. I also have a lot of resources that at my disposal, some that most people may not have access to. Um, but I'm I am far from a seminary trained individual. So what I want to be sure I'm clear about is, hey, here's how I read scripture. Here's what I've heard my whole life from the pulpit. They don't necessarily reconcile sometimes. What if we're looking at it from the wrong vantage point? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're looking at my house from the front, I'm looking at it from the back. If you describe it, I'm going, no, it's not what I see. Sure. And I describe it, and you're going, no, it's not what I see. Well, we might conclude we're looking at two different houses. We're not. We're looking at the same one. And that's what I'm talking about is 
making sure we're really understanding what scripture says versus what we think it says. It's very important. I, um, my wife recently told me about um, when she was in high school, I knew she played on the high school golf team. Oh, really? And what I didn't know was that she qualified for state and that she didn't get to play in that, that state tournament because she came down with mono. And it's interesting. I mean, I learned this, what, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I loved that I knew that. I loved that I had just learned this about my wife. Right. Not because there's anything I can do with that information. I mean, that was years ago. But because I love my wife, learning just a little bit more about her got me excited. And that's what this is about, is really wanting to truly know God. Can I do something with every bit of, of knowledge I come up with? Not always. Sure. But just knowing him to me matters. And I hope that others might pick up on that kind of enthusiasm and that passion so that they seek God themselves as passionately as, as I have as well. But yes, people are going to probably challenge some of the things that, that I ask them to consider. And I, I might you change go into my position. This, this type of subject, you're always going to have some challenges, Absolutely. right? Yeah. I heard the apostles had some challenges in the early days. <laughs> Even amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter and Paul didn't have a great first interaction. Right, yeah, or they, it, it didn't end very well for them either. But hopefully, yours uh, in, in today's well, age, man, will be okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't know if I want to do this upside down on a cross. No, I don't know about that. Oh, so oh, I tried to lean. Sorry, Trey. Uh, so, um, so in in today's day and age, like um, you know, you know, our religious liberty seem to be under siege a yeah. lot of times. They do. Um, do you, uh, what, what do you think is going on there? How, in your view, what, are, you know, are we having a lot, are the challenges as, as grave as we think, or do we think we have more of a, you know, a revival coming in, in the future amongst just people in general? Yeah, in that's, the US? that's a good question. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, I'm not going to stop praying for revival, yeah. um, but, but it, it does feel like we're moving the wrong way. And even when we make corrections, um, you know, you, you, you always have the opposition pulling the other way. And, and when they have more power than, than those who have the ability to, to enhance religious freedoms have power, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna pull in the opposite direction. So I do feel like we are moving farther and farther away from God as a, as a country. I feel like we, our religious freedoms are, are really at a higher level of risk than they ever have been. Um, the... The, the court case that came down, not the court case, but the decision made by the Supreme Court about five years ago, I do look at that in, in our, our religious freedom and wonder how long they can coexist. Hmm. Because as long as I say I believe that the Bible does say that this particular thing is a sin, if the court calls that hate speech, those two things are going to come to a head one day. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how they're going to be able to continue to coexist. It'll be interesting to watch for sure, but I do think it's going to create more and more restrictions on religious freedom as we move. And, and, and you're already seeing people testing the water with those. Yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think that's definitely a bad PR move as well for, um, you know, for the, for the Christian faith. Also, I mean, you know, the fire and brimstone, you know, that went yeah. on for so long, you yeah. know, that turned, I think, you know, Christianity into a checkbox religion, you know. Are you good or are you bad? I yeah. think that turns Fire a lot insurance. of people off. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, you know, I follow all of these things, but that's not what the gospel says. Yeah. Right. So, uh, no, it's, um, it's interesting how it all plays out. But um, I wish you luck on the podcast. Thank and you. I can't I wait to hear that. it. And uh, uh, maybe someday I'll join you on there and we'll have to. I would know. love to have you as one of my first guests. Absolutely. That would be good. Well, as long as we can do it in this incredible studio. Well, 
you you can, but you can't lean in the studio. So yeah, you're gonna have we're gonna have to you know get back in the old one. I they think. didn't tell me not to lean, so I'll just stay in the chair I'm in. You, you can just have lean there. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you, man. This has been yeah, a lot of thank fun. Thank you as well. I'm uh, look forward to your podcast, like I said, and uh, we'll have to have you come back and uh, tell us how it's going as well. Well, thanks, appreciate it, Zach. You got it. Well, this has been a special podcast of the Working Title Show with Zach Sams, and uh, we wish. Uh, we wish Michael Godspeed and all the uh, and all the luck uh, with this podcast. And uh, we will uh, once we've got the actual name and all that kind of set up, we'll uh, we'll put it on our uh, website so people can find you. Thank you very much. I you appreciate it, you having me. Of course, we'll see you next time. <laughs>